Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The secret behind having a brand with purpose is having intention. So what is your intention? I would get a piece of paper, get a pen, and put pen to paper. This is where the magic happens. This is where you will come into your power. What is your intention for your company, for your life, for your business, for your friends, for your family? You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton-Game, where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. Welcome back to the show. It is so good to have you here. Listen, I especially loved this episode, and I really hope you do as well. If you don't know Ivan Estrada already from House Hunters and Million Dollar Listing, you are about to become a new fan. Ivan is a very successful real estate entrepreneur, and he's the author of a new book called Brand with Purpose. The way Ivan sees it, you and me, we have a brand. No matter what we do for a living, and the goal in life is just to make sure everything we do is quote-unquote on brand, including how we spend and save our money, who we spend time with, what we do for a living, and so on. In this episode, Ivan is sharing his amazing story of his journey to authenticity, and he invites you in to discover your own authentic self. Let's jump into the conversation. Ivan, I am so, so thrilled to have you join us on the podcast today. This is going to be such a fun conversation. So thank you for being here. No, thank you for having me. I'm such, I'm so excited to be here. I'm, I'm pumped. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I love pumped. I, I need good pumped podcast guests. <laughs> well, well, you got it. You got it with me. I'll, I'll tell you that. Fantastic. You know, I, I love this idea. I'm so fascinated with this idea of brand and 
the idea that even we all have our own personal brand, maybe whether we know it or not. And also how something I've been thinking about a lot, which I know we're going to talk about, is this idea of how authenticity and being authentic, like how that relates to your brand. And, you know, on the show, obviously, we talk about money and all the places to spend your money. And and sometimes when we talk about authenticity, you know, where you're spending your money or what you're doing with your money may not align to your brand or what you value. So I know we're going to do a deep dive on this idea of brand and your story, but just starting out, I'd love to hear from you. You know, what do you think we all need to know about building a brand that that does really align with who we are and who we want to be in the world? Absolutely. So that's a good question. And if you have social media, which I suppose most, if not all of you do, you are a brand, right? It's right. you're putting out content. It could be photos of yourself or articles or whatever. You, if it's of your business or on vacation, we all have a brand. And I think the most important thing is you have to be very intentional about it, right? I think for myself, anytime I post anything on social media or a blog or anything on my website, I really have to dive deep and think, what is the intention behind this? right? Why mm-hmm. am I doing this? What am I expecting from this post or this blog or uh, from my book, Brand with Purpose? Like, what do I want people to get out of it? And I think that's the most important question to ask yourself because, you know, we, a lot of people will just throw things out into the ethos and into their social media and people get confused, right? You're like, wait, you believe in this, but you work in that and you're kind of a family man, but I saw you partying this weekend. So you might not be a family man. (laughs) Right. So we, I, you know, I feel that people really need to find that intention. And then once you have that, then you can fire, right. Then you can put out the content and the social media and the blogs and the website material, whatever you're doing to really create that strong brand for yourself. And what if somebody, because I know there's somebody listening who's probably thinking about this, what if you're at just like a total loss of what you even want your brand identity to be? How do you how do you start to put that together? Very good question. So brand pillars. Um, so what a brand pillar is, like for example, for myself, um, I'm in real estate and uh, among other things and branding and marketing as well. So my brand pillars for real estate One is real estate itself, right? Two is lifestyle. Um, The third one is design. And these are all things that interest me within the real estate world. The fourth one is technology. um, And the fifth one is travel. And so those are the things that call to my heart. And so whenever I'm putting out any type of brand material, I go down my pillars and I think, okay, technology. Technology and real estate. Okay, there's so many different things I could talk about from the kitchen of the future to, um, you know, the future of of, uh, of renewable energies in homes in Los Angeles, for example. So it's building a brand is what interests you. Like, what are the things that you stand for? Right. Like what's it's it's the things that really trigger your emotions that get your heart wrapped into what you're putting out there. So it's it's the interest. Like, for example, um, my sister, she's a mom. Right. She's a personal brand. She is has a baby. My little nephew, Luca, who's two years old and I love him to death. And her brand is about family. Right. Like it's her son. It's going out onto the playground, the play dates with the friends, the Halloween pictures that are I know are coming up really soon <laughs> of him in costumes. Like her personal brand is family. It's togetherness. It's um, you know, her child. And so and she's in business, she's in marketing, but that she has no interest in exposing that to the world. Like her brand is family, togetherness, acceptance and love. And she does that with her photos and with her video content. And, you know, even if, if you're not in business, it's more about like your personal life, like what triggers your heart to want to put things out there? Yeah, I love it. I love it. And wondering if, I wonder if you could, you know, uh, basically define for us if that's even the right word. How do you see money correlated to maybe how we save or spend our money or use our money? How do you see that correlated to this idea of of brand and authenticity? Oh, it's huge. 
It's huge. I think people nowadays, um, and we'll start with authenticity and then how that kind of translate in, into, into money, into finance. Um, you know, I think more than ever, people don't want to be advertised to, right? People right. want to feel like they're getting value from their bank, from their grocery store, from their lender, from, you know, from their, anyone who's working for them. And so, um, you know, the question is like, how do you get to that authenticity? And for me personally, it's been including in my social media, I've talked about the things that I'm proud of and the things that I'm afraid of, right? The things yeah. that, that, that keep me up at night because, you know, I think with the world of, that we're living in with so many filters, we're great at making our life look so amazing. That was the best <laughs> vacation ever. Like this is the best food I've ever had. I just got this and I, you know, purchased this car and, you know, and that's just not real, right? That's not life. Um, you know, for me personally, like I love to be a bit more vulnerable and put myself out there and really tell people how my life is. I'm not feeling great today because of this. Um, do, can anyone else relate, right? It's being more relatable because life isn't just, you know, flowers and sunshine. It's life is life. Sometimes it's a great day and sometimes it's not. And, you know, when you're a brand, I think really putting that out there really shows people like the human side of who you are. I think a lot of major companies are trying to do that. And for example, if you're in any type of service industry, right? Like you're, if you're a business and you're selling to a community, to a group of people, when you really show that vulnerability, like that gives you power and people will then trust you more, right? It creates trust and trust is what gets people to want to work with you, right? If you're your financial advisor, your CPA, your lender, your real estate agent, your, your, um, you know, your barber, your hairstylist, you know, you, you, it helps you better connect with human to human, which I think is something that we're losing more and more as the years go by. And, you know, I think that's what really connects people to want to wanting to spend money with you or invest with you because they know that you're a real person who has real problems. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think technology has done amazing things, especially in the world of, of money. There's now more access to all sorts of things, investing, banks, and uh, sustainable investing, and gosh, you name it, like everything, budgeting, but I think that, you know, with the technology, it's also taken out this a little bit of a human element, just like you're talking about. And it's it's sometimes you're utilizing things and you're not even thinking intentionally, like, does this align with my values or my intention? Or, you know, it's almost like we need to stop. I mean, you probably give some of this advice in your book, but it's like we need to just maybe stop and like even take an inventory. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, I do that with everything, you know, and I think as, as I've gotten older and been blessed with more awareness, like taking an inventory is so important. I do this weekly and I do this monthly for my business and for my life, right? Yeah. I think it, it's so important to putting down pen to paper, you know, or, you know, and just kind of seeing it out and then really processing that information and, and doing an inventory. I mean, honestly, that that for me was life changing. I mean, I've, there's been a lot of life changing moments in my life and practices that I've instilled in my life and in my morning routine. But taking an inventory, guys, like it'll blow your mind. Yeah. And just the art of like what you were saying, pen to paper. I mean, for me, for some reason, when I write something down on a piece of paper, I'm like, oh, OK, now this makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and, and also like, you know, pen to paper, I, which really helps me as well. And, and, and in creating a brand, like when we're talking, you know, we were talking about fears a little earlier, when you put down your fears to pen to paper, then sometimes you're like, wait, that's not that scary. I can do that. That's not that big of a deal. I think, you know, sometimes as, as a human, you know, we amplify things in our brains to such a no. bigger extent, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Not you? <laughs> no, no, I've never done that. Oh, Only God, like a you're... million times a day. <laughs> exactly, right? I think mo uh, most of us, I'm like, not most of us, I think all of us, right? Because some of my friends are like, well, probably not Tony Robbins. I'm like, especially Tony Robbins. I'm like, no, I love him. But hey, we're all human, man. Like we all, you know, we're all afraid of things and we all have to face them. And sometimes we're just going in circles and circles. We're circling the airport, right? 
we're not landing the plane. Sometimes we're like, you just got to land the plane, baby. Let's just do this. Yeah. I think that my husband's like favorite phrase to me is he's always telling me, stop thinking, stop overthinking. I'm like, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I know reality I can, but (laughs) well, I want to talk about your, your new book that you're going to birth into the world here very soon, Brand with Purpose. Before we dive into kind of what's in it, like what, what prompted this idea of even writing a book? So let's go back three and a half years. Um, so the original plan, um, so I'm a numbers guy. I went to school at USC, Marshall School of Business, Leventhal School of Accounting, got my CPA, worked in public uh, at, uh, in the accounting and the audit and tax world. And, you know, I've never been per se a writer. I was uh, at USC. I was a B, B plus writer. So for them, I wasn't, you know, I was never... I was never going to be writing any award-winning novels. Let's just put it that way, right? It wasn't my gift. Um, But over three years ago, my business coach, Aaron Keith, who has saved my life, honestly, in in all respects of the word, um, said, you know, Ivan, branding and marketing has been your saving grace. Like it's been, it was how you really were able to take the real estate world by storm. We should write a book about it. And so it started more of like, okay, this is a great idea. Um, you know, why are we doing this? Oh, it's for credibility. It'll expand your brand. And I said, great, perfect. Let's do it. Um, little did I know that, you know, talking about pen to paper, when I really started outlining what I wanted to talk about and actually the content that I wanted to put in the book, I realized this book was much bigger than myself. Like it wasn't just going to be a branding and marketing book. It was a book about empowering people to step into their power, to be courageous, to be proud of who they were, to be proud of who they are. Um, And so as I started writing, I literally felt like I was going into a turbo speed type of therapy where I was going back into my life and trying to figure out, okay, I brand myself in this manner as an adult. Why? Like what in my Mm -hmm. life shaped me? to want to do certain things, say certain things, act a certain way. And I started really kind of going deep into my subconscious and just really picking myself apart, right? And trying to use that to help other people. And so once I got into it, it literally was probably, it it was very self-empowering, but also I really had to be vulnerable. Um, I there was a lot of things I didn't really want to get into. Um, You know, as a kid, I was told you're not smart. So don't set your goals too high because you're not going to achieve them. And you're going to be disappointed at, at some point in my life as in elementary school, I, you know, my parents are from Mexico. They're immigrants from Mexico. Um, I was told to never tell people I was Mexican because it wasn't a good thing that I wouldn't be successful. And then the last one was um, I'm part of the LGBTQ plus community. I'm gay. And I was told to never come out. Because I would lose anyone who ever meant anything to me. I would never be loved. I would never be cared for. And, you know, all those things that really shaped this inauthentic brand in my 20s that then I had to kind of reshape and kind of face myself. And a lot of these things, I I kept thinking, do I want to write this in the book? Do I really want to go through this experience? But then, you know, I'm writing a book about being authentic, about being bold, (laughs) about who you are. And I thought, I'm telling people to do certain things. Like, I need to walk the walk and talk the talk myself in order to be able to write this as authentically as I possibly could. And, you know, once you start a process like this, like, at that point, I, I felt like, I was growing into like this new Ivan Estrada. I was step I was stepping into my power as I was literally putting pen to paper. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 
50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. I'm sorry, but I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a mini golden mountain doodle full of life, and I would do just about anything to keep her happy, healthy, and safe. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. Your pet is part of your family and you want to do the best for them, but vet bills can really add up. We jokingly keep telling Winnie she needs to get a job to pay for her vet bill. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customized accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping to ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim, and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independent American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer, is not engaged in the business of insurance. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding? 
or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical. If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash E-T-M for your extended 30-day free trial. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash CD specials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's so powerful. And, uh, you know, it it reminds me of a book I was reading recently called uh, The Big Leap. I don't know if you've read that book by Gay Hendricks. You should. This is a great book. Um, It's all about how most of us live in this place of a zone of excellence, which is great, but it's like a comfy place. And to get to the zone of genius, we have to really understand what our innate talents are and what we're really good at and maybe like push ourselves a little bit. So just the process of like what you're explaining of figuring out what makes you authentic and then, you know, kind of coming out and saying, this is who I am in, in all the good and maybe not so good ways. Like this is me and this is what I have to offer to the world. But you're right. Like that's a tough process to do that. Did you have times where you just thought, I don't know if I can finish this? Oh yeah. Multiple times. I think it was daily. (laughs) Every time I, at the end of the day, when I was writing, I, I, I kept, you know, I think the fear kind of crept in, uh, right? right? We were just talking about fear and, and I just had to push through it. And I think, you know, you had just talked about the big leap about kind of stepping into your genius. Like I've realized, you know, everything that I've done that has ever meant anything or has changed my life. I did it with the help of others, right? Like I got help. I had a good support group. If it was, you know, at one point, you know, it's been my family and then my friends and then my business coaches or other people who have been through something very similar who could help me get to the other side, right? To step into my power. Because, you know, when when you feel like you have to face things alone, I mean, that's a very, it's, it's a very scary thing, you know? Yeah. And when you know that you have the right people at your side and and it could be your nuclear family it could be your friend family it could be your work family to try to get to the, an, a better place so that you could step into your genius right i think you know it's you know one of my one of my friends said you know in order to get from one place to another like a ship like you need to have like the crew and the captain and all these people that are working together to accomplish one mission and to try to do it alone i mean it's it's not just hard, but depending on what you're trying to accomplish, it could be almost impossible. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Wow. Uh, just curious, is there a part in the book or a chapter in the book that you 
just like really sings to your soul that we can kind of dive a little into? Yeah, absolutely. So the reflections chapter for me um, is a very life changing chapter because I feel like every chapter, you know, we we talk about figuring out what your story is, what your differentiators. We talk about packaging, and that could be packaging as a person from your attire to you know what you're trying to brand yourself for, or it could be the, your product packaging. But I think the reflections chapter for me, and I also feel that for the reader, is going to be a chapter where you really, we, we had just talked about an inventory about really kind of staying silent and, tr- and, and going into gratitude and figuring out like, what am I grateful for? Right? Because all of mm-hmm. us, I think, uh, should, you know, we, whoever, wherever you're listening, there's something you, 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 you should have some gratitude for. Um, you know, I think as an entrepreneur, I'm always going, what's next, right? And I feel like that just not as an entrepreneur, but as a human, great, hit that goal. What's next? What's next? Now what? Let's do this. Let's do that. We don't really pause to reflect on our accomplishments, on reflecting on our personal growth, on our business growth, on our growth with our families. Um, You know, I actually interviewed my mom and dad uh, for the end, for the reflections chapter, because, you know, I think as parents, you know, we we have this certain relationship of like parent son, you know, parent daughter relationship. You know, you kind of put them on a pedestal, and um, okay. you know, as a kid, you know, they were and they still are. They're my heroes, right? I I they left their country of origin to make sure that my sister and I had a better life. And you know, during when I came out to them, we did have unfortunately a rocky part of our relationship, where now we're completely fine, but we actually never talked about it. Right. Mm, and yeah. so we actually had a conversation. I interviewed both my mom and dad in separate rooms. And I, you know, um, I asked them the hard question of what was it for you when I came out? And um, that was something I had never heard. I never got their side of the story. Um, little to say it was a very emotional hour that my mother and I and my father and I shared together. And, you know, we got, um, I got an apology that I felt I I really deserved. And now I look at them more as like, I, I took them off the pedestal and I actually realized like, wow, my mom and dad are just, they happen to be my mom and dad, but they're human. Yeah. Like I now see them as my friends. Like I, it opened up this new relationship. And the, and the reason I bring this up is, you know, after I had this conversation, my sister and I said, you know, more kids need to have these conversations with their parents, right? For me, it was about that certain situation. But for others, it could be a multitude of different reasons, right? Because I feel that our parents like really mold us in our brand, right? Like they are the foundation of our brand. And then based on the media, based on our experiences, based on things that we go through as humans, it, it evolves, right? But But we still go back to that base. And so my base was shaky. I had a, I had a shaky base with mom and dad. And after this conversation, I, now my base feels solid. Like this is a solid foundation that now my authentic brand can now really branch out and be able to grow. And so, you know, I think for me personally, this was a, this was a life-changing chapter. And I hope that other people who are, who read this book, can go back and and try to figure out who can I have a conversation with? You know, it could be mom and dad. It could be brother and sister. It could be husband and wife, right? It could be, it could be the neighbor. It could be your, your elementary school teacher that, you know, you, you still are thinking about because you may have some resentments or something was said. Um, And so I, for me, that was a very personal and life-changing chapter. And I, I really hope that the reader or the listener really reflects on a gratitude and B, how can I make my solid brand, my foundation a little stronger? Is there someone I need to have a conversation with? I think that is that is such great advice. And particularly when it comes to parents, I know I talk about this on the show, the idea of your your money story and what you believe and think about money. And a lot of times it's not actually what you believe. It's whatever your parents or whoever raised you 100 percent. you know it's not like they purposefully imparted it on you but 
you know, you were a kid. So they're obviously going to talk about money or not talk about money and things are going to happen. And so you get to this point in in your grown up where you're thinking, wait a minute, I don't even know what do I feel or why do I feel this way or why am I always anxious? And so, yeah, I mean, having those those conversations, whatever the subject might be with with, with someone in your family or someone in your life, I think is absolutely 100% game changer. 100%. And, and I love how you talked about that whole the money conversation with family because, you know, some of us grow with the conversation of lack and some of us with abundance. And, you know, at least in my household, it was lack. So, you know, that's kind of how I saw money for a very long time. Like whenever you have it, you have to hold on to it. So you got to put it in your bank because you never know next time you might, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll come in contact with more money. And so for me personally, like I, it wasn't until I was much older that I started investing because yeah. we didn't have that opportunity as kids, right? Whatever we got, oh, we have to make sure that we can squeeze this quarter or this dollar as much as we possibly can to be able to, to pretty much to live, right? And so I think I carry that for many years in my head until you have to really kind of change that mindset to an abundance mindset and be able to then act from it because then that's when really things start opening up in your life, especially if we're talking about money and investing and, 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 uh, you know, especially if you're trying to leave like money behind and, and, you know, all of that to your family. And after you pass, like it's, it's something that really needs to be talked about. Do you, uh, like, can you pinpoint like a moment or something when that, when that shifted for you, when you thought, okay, I, I, I can't carry this around with me any longer? Like, did you then immediate or not immediately, but whatever it might be, did you pretty soon then start seeing those shifts in your, in your business and your life and, and everything? A hundred percent. So, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, if you're listening, <laughs> your, your, your book, rich dad, poor dad, like rich dad, poor dad, that shifted my mindset. I, I could say almost pretty instantly, I have to say, um, not only that book, I mean, it's been a variety of books, but he really changed my mindset on how to look at money, right? Because mm. a lot of us are working for the money instead of having money work for us. And so that really changed my mindset. And it also allowed me to want to know more. Because of that book, I wanted to know more. I wanted to read more. I wanted to listen to more podcasts about how to be able to expand my mindset and my relationship with money. Because you know, I've one of my friends, uh, he said a really good thing because I'm not in a relationship. He's like, you are in a relationship with Ben Franklin. I was like, <laughs> I think it was like the funniest thing. But, you know, not until you really realize the power, right, of money and that it, and money is not bad because that's something I also heard is that people with money are bad people. So you don't right. want, you know, you don't want too much of it, right? But the more I've kind of grown up and, and got more educated in my 20s, it was like, no, no, no. Money is not for bad people. Like money helps people, right? We talked about intention. As long as you have the right intention, like how many people can I help? How many charities can I provide to if I have more money, right? How can I change the world if I have more money? And so and this, all, this all goes back to this idea of branding with purpose, right? I mean, this is you cultivating your brand. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I also wanted to ask you, you know, thinking about you know, someone who maybe works in a career, somebody has their own business, whatever it might be. We're obviously seeing this shift right now. A lot of people deciding that that's not what they want for their life anymore. Post-COVID, people are sort of coming out of this like zombie state. Uh, and I think so many people are are feeling a little bit purposeless. And, and no, I know it's a really tough place to be in. I'm curious, like what you would tell someone listening, like, is it is it okay? I'm sure the answer is yes, but is it okay to decide the career or the business that you had no longer serves you? And then what do you what do you do if you get to that point and you decide, okay, this this piece of my brand no longer works? Well, coming to the realization and just acceptance, right? And accepting, okay, this no longer works for me. It's no longer working in my favor. It's not adding any value. What's next? But I think for most people, the what what's next is very scary, right? Like it's, yeah. well, what, what am I going to do? I've been doing this for X amount of years. If I have to go and try something different, no, 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 I can't do that. Um, you know, we had talked about earlier about like 
you know, groups and teams and that us as humans, like we need the help of others. Um, and, you know, in, in brand with purpose intentionally, that was part of like my background when, when I, before I was in, in accounting, I was in music. Um, it was something that my mother did not like very much, but it was something that I loved. I absolutely loved it. Um, after that, when I went to SC and then went to work as an accountant, because I worked at, as a CPA for men, for th- almost four years, it was something I just didn't want anymore. It just, I felt miserable every single day because I'm more of a creative person. I was in music. I was in front of crowds. I was writing and, and, and playing the piano. And that was what felt, that's what warmed up my heart. That was, I felt part of my purpose. And so when I had to leave my accounting job, for what I felt was my next move. I mean, that was probably one of the most scariest things in, on, the, on the planet because right. I felt this is kind of all I know. This is what I went to college to do. I got an accounting degree. I got a CPA license and I hate what I'm doing. Like, it's just not for me. Oh my God, I just wasted all this time. I just wasted all this money. I just, you know, I'm uh, is I'm going to be miserable if I stay here. And, you know, fortunately, I have a father who I love to death, who's the wisest man I know, who said, son, because I thought he was going to be angry when I left my accounting job. He's like, I just want you to follow your heart. I want you to do whatever you want to do. And for anyone who's like looking for that, right, it could be your father, your mother, your friend, your, your, your husband, your wife, just talk to someone and say, this is what I, this is where I feel I'm at. This is where I want to go. This is what I feel I need help with. How can you help me? Or how can I, or where can I find the help? Like, where can I find the courage to actually go and do what I want to do? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I think the, this whole COVID situation, this major reset, you know, a lot of us had a lot of time to think about what we were doing um, and what we were not doing. And, and thinking right and saying like oh my god like i'm reflecting like i feel like we were all put in our homes in like permanent therapy for a while to really kind of face ourselves we were all in a timeout exactly we all got timed out yeah right yeah the universe was like no no there's a lot of there's a lot of craziness going on i think you guys all need a minute to kind of to refresh and and, and reflect um and so you know i think just it's finding that courage, right. To make that move and to also being okay. Like just, I, I tell this, I I've actually had this conversation with multiple people. It's like, just be kind to yourself. Like, don't be so hard. Okay. This isn't working. You're going to try something different. Just be patient with yourself, right? Be patient. This is going to be a process. Yeah. Wow. Love it. Um, okay. So we go from music, to CPA mm-hmm. to then real estate mogul? Like how do we make that shift? Ooh, man. So, so the music was as a kid, I, I started, uh, I mean, I've been singing since I was six years old, but I, I, at that time as a young kid, my only role models were on TV. They were either sports or singers on Univision. And I felt well, in order for us to get out into, from the situation that we're in, I'm going to have to become a famous singer. Um, and so that kind of went into that part of my life because I still sing. And I, it's actually still be a big part nice. of my brand for for real estate. Um, actually, a couple of months ago, um, uh, the house that Dolly Parton stayed at here in West Hollywood um, with all her furniture, her piano, I actually sang one of her songs, I Will Always Love You, from her living room and posted it on my social media. And that went crazy. So, you know, talking about things that we've done in the past and how you can kind of integrate them with what you're doing now, like there's always a way. You just got to figure out a creative angle to 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 play it by. But um, yeah, the whole music thing, I mean, that's, that's always been a, a love of mine. Um, and that ended around 17 and 18 years old. And then went into the uh, accounting world. And that was for my dad. Um, My dad always (laughs) wanted to be an accountant. Um, That was his dream. Um, Unfortunately, you know, my dad was and still is a janitor. Um, He didn't have time to go to school or money. Mm -hmm. And he just gave up so much of his time for me and my music career, flying with me to Miami to see producers. When I got my record contract, every TV show, he was always there. And so I kind of felt like, 
you know, I, I owed it to him, you know, which is honestly, I don't think it was the best thing for me to do, but at the time it just felt like the right thing to do because I felt, well, if he gave up all of his time when he could have gone back to school to pursue his dream, he was helping me with mine. And so Mm -hmm. I felt like this was a payment for him, like a payment for me to him to make him happy. But like I said, I was, I was miserable and I, he was the last person I wanted to tell that dad, this isn't working out. Like I, I thought I would be good at accounting and I, and I was pretty good. It just wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling and it wasn't my purpose. And to hear it from my father saying, Ivan, I just want you to do whatever makes you happy. Right. It's never too late for anyone. I don't care how old you are. It's never too late. Um, and because of that, I, I went into real estate and real estate was always something that I was just always fascinated by, um, always. And the thing that I love most about what I do in real estate is I've been able to combine everything that I do. I've been able to yeah. combine the music. I've been able to combine my accounting and CPA license because it gives me the credibility and it creates trust in my business. It's part of my brand, right? I've been able to use everything, any kind of major milestones in my life that have created the Ivan Estrada that people see today into what I'm doing now. And now with the book, I'm bringing everything along as well into the book. So it's like nothing's ever wasted. I I never want people to think like, oh, I did this for 10 years of my life. What a waste. Never, never, never. Like these are always things and skills and, and traits and principles and values that you can always take on that that's going to give you that edge for your next move, right? Your next job or your next product launch or your, your, you know, your next anything really. Yeah. And you can also look back and say, okay, maybe that wasn't wasted time or wasted money or, you know, you can only when you have reflection, you can look back and kind of tie those things together. But yeah, I think I think that that's so cool. I mean, it reminds me of myself. I, I started a business 19 in college, sold it out of college, had no idea. Like, what do I do with all these skills? I have no idea. Like, this doesn't make a career. Um, and then just sort of a windy path. And I'm a I'm a financial expert, certified financial planner, but I don't practice anymore. This is what I love to do. I love to talk and educate and teach people. And and so it's it's kind of this this weird thing. But when you look back at the lineage, you can see, oh, that's why all of these things added up to equal this. Uh, absolutely. I've always I've I've I don't know if it's a, a mindset that I've adapted, but honestly, when you look back you think like, wow, I'm so glad that didn't happen. I'm glad that that deal (laughs) that at that moment felt like my world was about to fall apart because I didn't get it. Then you realize, wait, I'm glad that didn't happen or else this wouldn't have happened. Right. It's, it's kind of, I, I kind I'm very spiritual and I'm the type of person that just kind of throws it out to the universe. And I'm like, I was, I'm, I'm exactly where I need to be right now. And I always tell myself that when you're frustrated, when you're angry, when you're kind of, why is this happening? to me, right? Like I've, I've learned to change that it's happening for me. There's, there's a reason why this is happening for me right now. I may not know exactly, and it might hurt and it might suck, but there's a reason for it. And I'm just going to accept it because later on, this is probably either helping me or training me for something much bigger that's to come. Yeah. Wow. So well said. Well, I mean, Ivan, honestly, I could, talk with you forever um i could see the same thing you're amazing in the, in the middle of this i'm like wait a minute are we just like hanging out at a coffee house talking? That's, that's what it feels like well it's very your your voice is very calming and, and i just feel like i can just open up about anything with you right now <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 certainly a gift i have learned to accept over the years uh it took me a while to figure that out but thank you for that yeah i i would love to just end kind of wrapping up for everyone if if you could kind of leave us with maybe, you know, an action step or a parting word or just something around, maybe something we could do today to really feel like we're stepping into our own brand with purpose. What would that be? Oh, that's a great question because I have so many things that I could possibly say. Um, You know, and being that we're, it's, we're coming close to the end of 2021. um, I would, I would probably write down, make a list. 
of the things that you want the most, right? Like, what is it that you want for 2022? And that could be personal, that could be for business. And, and really try to, to put a plan together. And, and usually like, there's a lot of fear, right? When there's something that we want, there's a, like, there's like a fear component to it that kind of keeps us from actually going in it and achieving that goal. But making that list of the things that you want and then attaching and writing down that fear, right? Okay, this is the fear that I have. This is what I want, but this is the fear. Now, how do I get rid of this fear? Like, what is it that I have to do? And remember, it's not just I, it's we, right? Like who in my circle, friends, family, colleagues, husband, wife, who can I call on to, to help me overcome that fear so that I can finally get that thing that I wanted, that job that I wanted, start my own company, find that husband, that wife that I've always dreamt of, right? This could be personal or business because I feel that, you know, especially, you know, at the end here of 2021, we're still going through a pandemic and there's still a lot of fear in the world, right? There's still a lot of uncertainty, but if we can get over the fear in our own world, right? Like forget about the world as a whole, but our own world, if we can get rid of some of those fears that are holding us back from what we really want, how can we get there? Who can help us? And who will I become after I go through that terrain and finally get what I'm looking for? out of life because we all deserve it. All of us deserve to be happy and deserve what we want to be in this world. You are a gem. I would love for you to tell everyone listening where they can go to grab a copy of the book, Brand With Purpose, and to connect with you. Absolutely. So Brand With Purpose, you can order it now. Uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart. Um, for my indie goers, there's Indie Books and Book Soup. And also, if you're traveling this season, um, it'll be at the Hudson Bookstores at the airport. So if you're looking for something to read, um, Brand With Purpose, I promise you're going to get so many gems out of this book, not just for your business life, but your, your personal life. And you can follow me at the real brand with. Um, but if you really want to see some cool houses, I call, I tell people real estate porn, you could follow me at uh, Ivan Estrada Properties on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. It took me a really long time to realize that you have a brand no matter what you do for a living. It's how you spend your life and the money piece is a very big part of it. If I have, say, a really big goal and I'm over here spending my money on all sorts of things that don't get me closer to that goal, then I'm not living within my own brand. I'm not living authentically. So it took me a long time to realize this, but I'm hoping it takes you a lot less, less time after this conversation with Ivan. So maybe take some time this week. Think about areas where you might be on brand and then maybe some areas of your life where you need to make a shift. It's really, really powerful. And it is the single thing that has really changed, honestly, my life and my money over the past five years. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, share it with a friend and family member, anybody you think might get some value out of this conversation. As always, you can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode guest, as well as our amazing episode sponsors. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com, where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review. And make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.